Life Audio. Hi, friends. Welcome to Breathe, the Stressless Podcast. I'm Bonnie Gray. I'm so happy to invite you to this time to refresh your soul. Today's topic is about rebuilding life after loss and heartbreak. It's so interesting that a lot of times when we look at those wonderful shows where they rebuild a home from the ground up, or maybe it's just looking in disrepair, it's so exciting to see the transformation. Pretty amazing. And I think behind a lot of that amazement is our desire to see our own lives rebuilt from the ashes of loss and heartbreak, especially during the holidays and end of the year. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. It's so normal to feel a sense of inadequacy. We see so many different visions of picture-perfect joy and family and romance. And it's normal. That's the way our brains have been wired by God. We learn by compare and contrast. So when there's such a heightened intensity on what life ought to look like and the way we long for it to look like, we will be able to see in our own stories, this was kind of a heartbreak this year, or this is the loss that I'm dealing with. And as we look forward, we ask, is it going to get better? So how do you deal with loss and heartbreak? And how do you rebuild your life? That is the question we're going to explore. And I'm so excited because we're going to also talk about some soul care tips simple actions that can help us lower anxiety and stress and add more of God's peace and joy. So welcome to this time. That's just for you. I met a new friend at Starbucks. I was trying to decide the title and name of our podcast. There was a stranger. She was just sitting next to me and I said, do you mind if I ask you which title do you like best? And I sensed that she was interested in this topic. So I decided to step out and ask her some questions about her journey. So we're going to hear her answers and use it as a way to think about how does God want us to respond 
to loss and heartbreak? And how can we rebuild? I'm so excited for this time. One of the things that really draws me to people's stories is because I spent a lot of time in my own journey to finding peace and joy and also healing emotionally. And that's what started this whole podcast show with you is to share what has encouraged me with you. I am the author of Breathe 21 Days to Stress Less and Transform Chaos to Calm. This is my new book. I just announced it this month and I want to invite you to pre-order it because I am starting a new Bible study, an online Bible study. It's free. It's my free gift to you. Something you may not know about me is that I have actually authored three books. I am a retreat speaker. I lead soul care retreats to help lower stress and to refill on God's peace and joy. So this is a free gift. You're going to get four live sessions. We're going to look together at how God looks at refilling our wellness in four areas, emotional wellness, physical wellness, spiritual wellness, and social wellness. You know, sometimes we get so overwhelmed by stress, we don't even know where to begin. And we just kick into survival mode. But you know that survival mode, even though we can get a lot done, our emotional tank just kept getting drained. And by the time we realize it, we're just so exhausted. Well, taking time, even just once a week, together I will guide you to get refilled and get grounded in God's word. So here is a wonderful time that you can give yourself. This is a free online Bible study. You'll get community support. I want you to sign up for this special, special event. Go to thebreathebook.com. Again, that's thebreathebook.com to sign up free. And this is a great way to start your new year grounded in God's promises and prioritizing your wellness. We'll practice creating new wellness habits together. So don't hesitate. Sign up at thebreathebook.com. Let's focus on God's word and your wellness to start off a new year. Let's listen in now on Eleanor as she shares what Christmas has been looking like for her. You'll notice some light traffic sounds because we stepped outside to have this conversation. So holidays have been different for the past almost six years now. I lost my dad when I was beginning my senior year in high school. So I was still young and kind of having that turned everything upside down as well. But my dad, he was one of the most God-fearing men. So, yeah, so ever since then, we kind of had news that my mom was also diagnosed a few months after that. So we were definitely tested during that year. And I was still trying to find myself so being a teenager and trying to keep the faith as well we found that it really does take time but especially now my mom is still old and i know during these times that she kind of can lash out and i know is because she misses our, my, my dad as well but i know there was definitely joy after the morning because we had to mourn and go through all the emotions and especially now during the holidays i just try to just be more understanding and more patience towards her 
and also be able to understand that it's okay if my emotions come out a little bit more during this holiday. This brings us to our first point in rebuilding our lives with God's love after loss and heartbreak. First is just acknowledging that we're going through loss and heartbreak. And so even as we heard Eleanor, this is something that happened to her six years ago. And yet even now with the holidays, she was talking about the emotions still come out and that it's okay. So I am curious for you, what is the loss that might be surfacing? And it doesn't even have to be something that happened this year. What is the grief? And we can hear even in her story, we all relate to is that it takes time, it takes time as these memories surface and we allow ourselves that space. And I'm thinking also of God's word. You know, there was a period in Israel where it was just full of loss. And God said in Zechariah 3.16, on that day, I will say to Jerusalem, do not fear. Do not let your hands fall limp. It's just a powerful picture. You know, when you're just dealing with loss, it's like even your hands representing, you just don't feel like you want to do anything. What is there to do other than to feel that grief and mourn that loss? And in those moments, we need to give ourselves permission. And yet the Lord says in Jeremiah 31, the people who survived the sword. You know, sometimes that heartbreak, whatever that loss is, it's like a sword to our heart, isn't it? So the scripture continues. The people who survived the sword found favor in the wilderness when Israel went to find rest. And the Lord appeared to us in the past saying, I have loved you with the everlasting love. Therefore, I have drawn you with loving devotion. Again, I will rebuild you and you will be rebuilt. And there in that promise is where I found the key theme for our encouragement today, that God rebuilds us and he sees the loss. He sees the devastation. He sees the heartbreak. Yet God says, I will rebuild all the things that have been lost. And the key word is God's love. One thing that this passage echoes You know, when God said, do not fear, do not let your hands fall limp. It reminds me how in the Christmas story, God repeats this encouragement, do not fear. We think of Zachariah. He had already had long passed his dream of having children with Elizabeth. And when the angel appeared to Zachariah as a priest going inside the temple, the angel first said to him, do not fear. We also know the angel says to Mary, do not fear. And also to Joseph, do not fear. In fact, it's 336 times in scripture we find this encouragement. Do not fear. God sees our fear. And just like Zachariah, many of us may be carrying, carrying not only our own sense of loss, but also those that are close to us. Zachariah was married to Elizabeth and Later, as Elizabeth was able to bear a son in her old age, she said that you removed my disgrace. That's one aspect of loss and heartbreak. It's like we carry a sense of shame. And so 
the first step is just seeing within God's word the comfort that he understands. He knows how we're feeling. So friends, this is why I'm so passionate about doing the Breathe Free online Bible study with you because we want to kick off the new year reinvigorated by God's word as he rebuilds our lives. And it's from his word that we can receive hope and comfort. Well, let's listen in now on Illinois because I wanted to ask her how she walks through her emotions. Myself, it's learning how to prioritize my emotions, but also not staying in it because I've needed to remind myself that, you know, that God is, is above my emotions, but also like he understands emotions. So that's kind of a difficult, you know, balance to figure out because I know that he understands and wants us to grieve and mourn, but also not to stay in it. Mm -hmm. Um, And especially I've found that maybe like I've drifted into depression as well and I think that's why you know God has been so good because he understands that but also he doesn't want us you know to stay in that sadness or stay in that depression so friends isn't that amazing it turns out that Eleanor is a woman of faith we never know where God's people are that we can meet on this journey. Even a stranger at Starbucks turns out to be a sister in Christ. I love how she said, God wants us to grieve and mourn, but he doesn't want us to stay in it. If we don't stay in it, what does that mean? This inspired a beautiful verse that Jesus said in the moments before he knew he would suffer and go to the cross. And it's a wonderful insight as to what motivated Jesus to come and to be born on Christmas morning, to become a human and walk the journey we walked through loss and heartbreak. He says in the upper room discourse in John 15, nine, as the father has loved me, so have I loved you remain in my love. Now, interesting He uses the word remain in my love. A different translation uses the word stay in my love. So when we feel those depressive feelings, the grieving and the loss of our heartbreak a little too long in such a way that we're not able to be lifted up, Jesus gives us an insight to remain and stay in his love. The root word for stay in this verse is meno. And it means living. So when we wait and we remain in God's love, it's not an inactive waiting for somehow our emotions to change. It's an active living. So I want to ask you, what is life giving for you? What are the things that help you to lift your mood that God has put into your personality that is unique to you because one thing that's life-giving for you may be different for me. So I want to ask you, friend, what are the things that help you to live and experience and feel God's love? What is life-giving to you? This is such an important part of soul care because when we know God's word and it comforts us, the second step is to take action. We see this principle of taking action in the Christmas story 
in the life of Joseph. Joseph, his plans for what would be a good start for his marriage, it fell apart, even though the scripture said that he was faithful and he did what was right. And many of us find ourselves in that situation. We've done our best. We've been faithful. We try to do what was right. And yet we find ourselves in circumstances that we did not choose for ourselves. And yet the angel's direction to Joseph was to take action. And what the life-giving action for Joseph in his story was to proceed and continue to marry, to be wedded to Mary. And we find later when Herod was plotting to harm baby Jesus, the angel again returned to tell him to take another action is to escape to Egypt. And so I just want to ask you if that is where God may be inviting you to take action, something different. What is quote unquote your Egypt? Because it's something different from what your plans have been. But in the new year, God may be pointing you to something different that's life-giving for you. Let's listen to Ella Noah, because I asked her, what is life-giving for her? What is a soul care tip? Honestly, it's worship. It's listening to worship music, because I think it's it can go either way. It could help me release the emotions and also just cry out to God or, you know, to release the sadness that I may have built up because I usually just, uh, I usually just build up all the emotions and when it comes out, it just, you know, it gets triggered. But I think I do take time at least once a week or during the end of the week just to have time to myself and have, you know, having the quiet time early morning I think is also helpful for me but worship is is like my go-to I have like the playlist where I just I just play it and just try to get in his presence Um, but yeah I I love worship and I love to sing and just you know remind myself of how God has been good throughout these past six years yeah what a beautiful encouragement worship takes us up lifts our soul. That's our soul care tip for this week. It helps us to remember God's goodness. Songs rejuvenate our soul and it's backed by science. What is your playlist for worship songs? A song's ability to rejuvenate emotional connection is real. Songs powerfully reconnect us to our most important emotional experiences by sparking memories of significant experiences with people we love and the life-changing events. So when we listen to the worship song, it brings us back to remember God's goodness. That's because the region of the brain where memories are stored serves as a hub that links music to memories and emotion. It's also why people that suffer memory loss due to Alzheimer's disease, they perk up. When they hear a song from their past, they brighten up, they express emotion, they sing along and even dance. Music therapy not only de-stresses, it calms anxiety, improves sleep. So that's why it's so powerful when we sing, we can relive God's voice. We remember our story in the miracle of God's goodness. All the times he's walked with us through the valleys and brought us up to mountaintops. So today's Prayer practice is to breathe in God's promise and His goodness. Our power verse comes from Psalm 42, verse 8. 
By day the Lord directs his love. At night his song is with me, a prayer to the God of my life. And Psalm 43, he has given me a new song to sing. So this gives us our third step to rebuilding life after heartbreak and loss. We want to remember God's goodness and we want to sing a new song. Let's pray. Dear Lord Jesus, thank you for guiding me with your love, whether it's at night with your song or during the day. You have always been faithful. Your love has always guided me and you have never left me. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I love you. Thank you for loving me. Amen. Well, let's start off the new year together, remembering God's goodness, prioritizing his word and focusing on helping each other create new memories of goodness and wellness. Join me for the free online Breathe Bible study. Go to thebreathebook.com. Invite your friends and I would love to encourage you in the new year. Go to thebreathebook.com. Remember, you're loved, you're cherished. Just rest. I'll see you next time. Breathe, the Stress Less podcast is a production of Life Audio and Salem Media. If you liked what you heard today, please take a second to rate and review this podcast in your favorite podcast app so that more listeners like you can find the show. For more faith-filled, inspirational podcasts, visit us at lifeaudio.com. Have you ever considered yourself a messenger? I mean, you are called by God, and aren't we all praying the big prayer, Here I am, Lord, send me. So if we put two and two together, you've got a message to deliver, my friend. Whether it's mics like this, bookshelves around the world, stages to take, art to make, or businesses to build, it's time we start testifying truth unashamedly, creatively, and in love. My name is Tamara Andress, the host of the Messenger Movement Podcast, which is designed to catalyze Christians to speak, write, build, and testify. I use my mic like a machete, so if you don't like to get your toes stepped on or pushed off cliffs to finally jump on in with Jesus, I may be too much for you. But if you're ready to turn your message into a movement and want to run with other messengers doing the thing at scale globally, search and follow the Messenger Movement Podcast on your favorite podcast platform or lifeaudio.com today.